We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church in Eden. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. It's been a while. Uh, well, it's been a while there since I've had a, a privilege to come and minister. But uh, man, hasn't it been awesome, the, the people that have come and spoken into the life of the church and just over there. And by the way, next week, we have Pastor Jakob Vrf. <laughs> Your homework is to go and find out how to pronounce his last name correctly. Uh, these guys are from Denmark. They're traveling around. They've been connected to us up in Europe for a little while now. And, and uh, we're excited that they're traveling around. They're in Hawke's Bay this morning with Pastors Jake and Phil Langridge. Uh, they've been up in Auckland for, with us over Shout. But they're just traveling around, getting a sense and a connection of who we are and in New Zealand as Equipers Churches because they know what's going on in Europe. And it's just awesome over Shout how we connected a whole lot to our international pastors and just find, hearing more about what's going on over there. And so, but we've got uh, these guys coming down next Sunday and uh, with us for the weekend, we're hanging out. And so just again, a, another opportunity where, where God wants to use different people to come and speak into the life of the church. And so I'm excited about that. I'm, I'm going to be out in Mosgiel next Sunday morning, but I'll be back in at night. And so it's awesome. And uh, man, keep believing, keep praying into Mosgiel as well. We, we really played, we prayed this morning in, 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 uh, in prayer meeting and communion at 8.15. At 8.15, prayer meeting and communion's on. Or, or 9.15, <laughs> just seeing if you're listening. Um, at 9.15, 8.15 is the other prayer meeting on a Tuesday. That 8.15 is the Tuesday one, 9.15 is the Sunday one. Because we're a church that prays. Amen? Has anyone feel compelled or manipulated to get to one of those prayer meetings? I pray you're not feeling manipulated, but God moves when people pray. And uh, we love it when we join together. And even this next, uh, not this Monday, is it? Next Monday. Uh, we're the global one where we get together and pray. I really encourage you, get out to those, those things. Those are real times of power and miracles, just praying for something bigger than ourselves. But um, uh, so we've had lots of guest ministries coming through. And I want to say, you know, thank you for being generous when it comes to uh, blessing those guest ministries. And we are a generous church, but it's great to be able to speak into it a little bit this morning when no one's here because it's not embarrassing. Because we want to bless the guest ministries that come through the life of the church. And they stand there sometimes going, oh, I didn't come here to do that. Um, they never come here to get paid. They always come here to give and to bless. But I want to say in this environment, let's, let's never forget that. Yeah, I know we bring our tithe into the storehouse, and, and that's cool, but this is where we can be generous and we can bring offerings as well to help support the, the, the guest ministry um, uh, that come through the life of the church. And I just wanted to plug that a little bit this morning because I, 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 who enjoys the guest ministry? Um, it's not just because they're available. It's not because I don't want, I've got nothing to say. Uh, it's because God's orchestrated something of a network and, a, and relationship of people that I really believe will speak the word and the voice of God in season in our church. And so let's remember to honor uh, them when they come into the life of the church. Is that cool? Awesome. Very good. Um, it's great to be in church. Right. We've got 32 minutes to get all of this done. Amen. Well, let's pray. Holy Spirit, 
I thank you right now that you know what you want to do in every single person, in each of us. Lord, corporately as a church, but individually as a person, you know what you want to do this morning in our hearts. And I pray, Lord, that you would minister. I pray, Lord, that you would reveal. I pray, Lord, that you would you'd, you'd just do something in our spirit, Lord, that we could just walk out of this place with our chin a little bit higher, with our step a little bit bouncier, with, Lord, Lord a head a, a little bit higher. I pray, Lord, this morning for every person, whether they, whether they know you as their Lord and Savior or whether they're trying to just work it all out, I pray, Holy Spirit, would you reveal just another level, another, another, another step in those decisions. And so, God, would you be glorified. Holy Spirit, come and minister. Jesus, we thank you for all that you've done in our lives and all that you've made a way for us. And so, God, we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, just over the last couple of weeks, I've I've been doing just out of my quiet time. I I had a um, I, I felt the Holy Spirit say something to me about a a passage in Esther. Now I shared this uh, I think last week or the week before. I'm not sure. But there's a famous line in the book of Esther that a lot of people know, which is in Esther chapter 4, uh, verses 14, and may come up on the screen. But uh, Esther, there it is. It's so uh, if you, I, I'll give you a little bit of background in a, in a minute. But this is off, often quoted out of the, the book of Esther, and it says this, If you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place, but you and your relatives will die. Who knows? This is the famous one, if, if you've been around the church a little bit. Who knows if perhaps you were made queen for such a time as this? And, and, and we use that scripture a lot to go, come on, it's, 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 it's for, you, may, you were born for this. Who knows they were born for something? Uh, and uh, and I want like this is a great great scripture and I, I'm not um, I'm not uh, like shunning it or anything. I just think it, Esther's well known for for Mordecai encouraging her, her uncle encouraging her to say, "Come on, you were maybe who knows? Perhaps you were born for just uh, perhaps for that that thing up there for a time like this." But in Esther chapter five verse four, there's another. Scripture that I woke up with in my head. I, I, I've never really heard it a whole lot. It's not something that, that I've heard being preached on a whole lot. But I, I, I woke up with this, this phrase and I was like, I'm sure that's an Esther. And I went and found it. It says, and Esther replied, if it pleases the king, let the king and Haman come today to a banquet I have prepared for the king. The phrase that was in my head when I woke up in, a mor- in one of the mornings recently was, if it pleases the king. If it pleases the king, and I wanted to research that a little bit more, and I wanted to dive into it just a little bit more, because, you know, when God speaks to you, you, you that's, that's like a treasure hunt, isn't it? Who likes treasure hunts? Who likes treasure hunts? Oh, here I got boring. A good treasure hunt out there. It's fun. No, no, they're not boring. You're not boring. There's some of us. Um, but uh, treasure hunts are great, and uh, especially when it's in the Word of God and God's revealing something to you. And, you know, I love this phrase now, if it pleases the king. And so I read through stuff, and the book of Esther is about 
how, a, how a, a, a queen said no to a king, and so she got outcast. And so the king needed to replace a queen. And so the process of this was that they uh, searched all the land for the be- most beautiful woman around, the young woman around, and, and they, they got them, and well, they, they, they yeah. They welcomed them, got them. It was, it was, it's pretty, yeah. You surrendered your life, basically, um, and so, so they take, they they took her, and she gave her life away, really, to honor. And so she had to go through um, twelve months of beauty therapy. Who would like to do twelve months of beauty therapy? There's some people here. None of you need to do twelve months of beauty therapy, <laughs> but. Who likes going to a day spa and being pampered for a day? Come on, yeah. Like, imagine 12 months of this. Uh, anyway, anyway. So for 12 months, um, in verse 2, uh, chapter 2, verse 12, it says this. Before each uh, young woman was taken to the king's bed, she was given the prescribed 12 months of beauty treatment, six months with oil of myrrh, followed by six months of special perfumes and ointments. That's, that's a lot of lotion right there. I don't know, I don't know. There's just, just a lot happening, there's a lot. So there's a whole lot of preparation. There was a whole lot of preparation um, and then and, and let's just go to chapter 2, verses 16 to 17 as well. Esther was taken to the king Xerxes at the royal palace in early winter of the seventh year of his reign. And the king loved Esther more than any of the other young women. He was so delighted with her that he set the royal crown on her head and declared her queen instead of Vashti. So there's this, there's this story going on in the book of Esther about how she gives away her life. For, and her Mordecai, her uncle, says, maybe you were born for such a time of this. But what I liked about Esther is when she then goes before the king again, because you know when you present yourself before the king, uh, there's, there's like a reverence thing going on. Uh, the king had all the power in the land. The queen didn't really have any power uh, at all. She had a little bit, but not a lot. But uh, this, this scripture in, in uh, Esther chapter 5, verse 14, it says, if it pleases the king. And there was a tentative, there was a, there was a, a reverence, there was a, I've got to do this right because otherwise he's going to take my life. Otherwise, he's going to put me out to pasture as well. Otherwise, this is it for me. And, and, and I've just been thinking about this, this phrase, if it pleases the king. And the Lord's taken me on a journey. And, and this morning, I, I want to ask you, how would you go before the queen? I don't know if anyone's had an opportunity to go before the queen. My father has had an opportunity to have a birthday, a birthday party with Prince Charles. Who remembers that like a few years ago, how there was a, a competition. If you had the same birth date as Prince Charles, you went into a drawer to have a birthday party at Government House. Some of you may remember that. So my dad has the same birth date as Prince Charles, and he, he, he uh, I think there was 100 people that got invited, and he was one of the 100 people that got invited. And so he's had a birthday cake with Prince Charles. And uh, he was not far, he was, he was very upfront in saying, there's another thing we have in common. We both have sons called William. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I just throw that out there. Yeah, one day we'll be king, right? Not at all, not at all, not at all. But I, I, I really thought about this if it pleases the king scenario and just the, the, the mindset and the attitude, the attitude of Esther uh, going before the king. And, and I, I started doing a study and just writing some thoughts down. And so it was turned into a series now because I just can't get it all out in one go. Um, so the thing that I want to talk about this morning as, a, as people, as Christians, what would it be like to go before the king? You know, in this case, it's a, it's a king of the land. It's a king ruling and all that. But how do we come before the king of kings and the Lord of lords? How do we come before Jesus as our Lord and Saviour? Uh, and what, how, what do we do to prepare ourselves for that? Um, who's, who, who loves going on holiday? Come on, most people love going on holiday. Now, we're going to be honest here. Come on, you can be honest. Who is a preparer of packing? All right, if, if you're going on an overseas holiday, all right, we're going we're gonna to go out here. Like, who packs like 30 minutes before? Okay, so who packs like a day before? Two days? Three days? Who's a week before? Yeah, yeah, there's some of you guys. Come on, be honest. A week before you got your passport and you've already rolled your socks up to fit inside the shoes to get the uh, most... most you know, the, the best uh, packing style and all that. Like, I don't know, like a week before, that's awesome. Uh, that's very responsible of you. Um, I'm like, I'm going to need that, that, and where's my passport? And that's it. Um, but, uh, but what about, uh, please, no, no nudging anyone or anything like that. Um, but if you're going out for dinner or a special date or a, maybe a wedding, uh, who, who takes the longest to prepare? Like, how long does it take you to get ready? I mean, for, for, for a, uh, just generalizing, and if, I'm not trying to offend any guys out there, but if you take longer than 15 minutes, something's wrong. <laughs> if you're a lady, if you've taken all the afternoon, that's fine, no problem whatsoever. But it's interesting, no, maybe skewed statistics right there. <clears throat> but isn't it interesting how we choose to prepare for different things? Well, I love going to weddings. I think they're amazing. I do take a little bit longer than 15 minutes. I make sure my shoes are polished and, and my iron shirt is ironed and all that sort of stuff. And I've and I, I washed and I don't smell. And so those are all good things. Um, so, because we, we want to honor that person, you know, you don't turn up to a wedding in your gumboots and your swan dry, all right? <laughs> if you do, that's an interesting wedding you're going to, right? Uh, it's all right if that's how it is. But, but if we're going to a wedding, a lot of, a lot of us will prepare, won't we? Why? Because we want to bring honor uh, to the bride and the groom. I, I think when it comes to, to Jesus, I want to ask us, how do we prepare when we come to Jesus? What sort of, what do we prepare in our heart? What do we bring to Jesus? For in Esther, when she was going before a king, she prepared for a year. She prepared her, her, her outside, but I think her, her inside was being prepared as well. Learning how to lay down her life. Learning how to give her life for something bigger than herself. But also a reverence and a, a humility to go, you know what, if it pleases the king. 
And so this morning, I'm not trying to get us into a place of fearfulness to go before the king, not at all. But I, I do believe there's a certain level of reverency and humility and fear of the Lord that we should have before we come before the king. You know, the, the grace of God is an amazing thing, but who, who, when you end up taking things for, for, as, as familiar, who knows that familiarity will breed will, will dishonor, Right? And, and as Christians, I think we've got to keep a, 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 a presence in us to go before the king. Uh, in Philippians chapter 2, verse 12, it says this. I'll, I'll move out of the way because we'll read it on there. Uh, this is like, a, like one of those magic eye things. If you look intently, you'll see the scriptures because that's really hard to see. Anyway. <laughs> Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but, no, uh, but now much more in my absence, continuing, continue to work out your salvation with what? Fear and trembling. And so there's this, Paul's talking here and he's like, hey, what he's really saying is let's continue to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Now that, that, is, that is an awesome scripture right there because the love of God will say you don't need to be fearful and you don't need to be anxious, right? Which is true, which is true. But the reverency of our spirit needs to continue to keep Jesus and uphold him as he is, right? We, yeah, so, oh, excuse me. Um, <laughs> sort myself out. I'm just getting passionate about this. Why, 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 why am I preaching this this morning? Because I, I love preaching encouragement. I, I love saying you can be the best that God's called you to be. I'm for you, I'm believing for you. And, and just something I've worked out over the last, I don't know, 10 years of full-time ministry, I've probably preached more encouraging messages in my whole life than I have anything else. The, the theme will be, you can do it, you can get there, God loves you. That's, I've preached that message 450,000 times, something like that. But, the, but I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, you know what, it's, it's time now to start, start equipping the church with tools that will hold people in their salvation and in their Christianity because sometimes we just, how do we prepare? We don't prepare anything. We've just got up this morning, oh look, we get to come to church. That's great. Now, I'm not trying to say anything at all. What I'm trying to say is I'm trying to stir your heart to go, what have you brought into church this morning? What are you believing for this morning? And if you're here and you're not a Christian, you don't know who Jesus is, or, or maybe you're a Christian and you're, you're just going through a hard time, you're going through a hell right now. Well, well, guess what? Someone's been prepared. Someone's brought into church this morning some faith for you. Someone's brought in some hope for you. Someone's going to pray with you this morning because that's what we're here for. We're here to believe for you. And, and this is what I'm about is, is like, you know what, if we're going to reach Dunedin City, we've got to have more people that are prepared. We're in their spirit, right? And, and there's a whole lot has to be worked out. I feel like the Lord's talking to me about stuff. What am I, where am I prepared? Where am I not prepared? Because I want to be able to come before the king. And I, I pray that you want to be able to come before the king as well with this phrase, if it pleases the king. 
if it pleases the king. You know, and in this phrase that she's, she's out working her plan, you need to go and read it. I don't have time to go over it. She's out working her plan to then ask the king to uh, say that Haman has been saying things about the Jews and he's written decrees to say they need to be wiped out. And she's working out her plan to say, if it pleases the king, would you turn that around? But it only came from a place of preparation. It came from a place where she set aside time. Uh, you know, for some of you young people right now, I'm, a, I'm, I'm encouraged that you're training. I'm encouraged that you're getting educated. I think education is a good thing. But what about one year of Bible college? Not even for young people. Maybe if you're, you're, what, if you're breathing, you want to do Bible college. Do Bible college. It's just a year of preparation. And I'm not trying to fill Bible college's roster up for next year. But I'm just saying, where are we preparing ourselves? Where are we preparing ourselves to come before the king? There's a couple of quotes that I, I found which were quite good. Um, and uh, it says this, by faith, oh sorry, by failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. Or it's another word, sometimes they put plan in there, Benjamin Franklin. But uh, there's another quote that says this. Can you throw the other one up by Abraham? There we go. Give me six hours to chop down a tree and I will spend the first four sharpening the axe. You know, there's, there's, there's something in the preparation. You know, the axe there, four hours of being sharpened. Four hours of just being prepared. Four hours of just getting the groove right. And so that when, when the axe comes to be used, it can outwork the job with ease and with, with power. And, you know, and I just believe that, you know, when we let God prepare us, when, when we humble ourselves before the Lord, you know, in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, there's a lot of wisdom in the book of Proverbs, but it says this, the fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. I pray that there's just something stirring in our heart about the reverency and the awesomeness of God of who He is as our Lord and Saviour, who He is as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You know, in, in Joshua chapter 3, verse 5, it says this, Then Joshua told the people to purify yourselves for tomorrow. The Lord will do great wonders among us. Just as they were moving into um, the promised land, just as they were going to take Jericho, he says, what? Prepare or purify in this, in this instance. There's something about, you know, taking up who we are as Christians, letting God prepare who we are in, on our inside and just letting God go do some stuff in us. I was just saying, God, I need you to work in this area. See, we can, we can preach these messages of, about the fear of God and how do we come before Him. And sometimes we come before Him with a, 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 whole, a whole bag full of sin. Now, now, there's two ways of coming before God with a bag full of sin. There's a, there's a way you can come before Him and you're like, oh, don't worry about that. Just, you just don't need to worry about that. I'm over here, God. Just, just work on this area here, but don't worry about that stuff. Yeah? 
Or there's a way that you can put it on the, not the backpack, but the front pack and you say, Lord, Lord, I know you're a gracious God and I know I'm, I've just got this stuff in my life. I'm just, it's just so hard to deal with. But here it is. Here it is. Here it is. You know, we can, this is the reverent fear of the Lord. This is coming before God and going, Lord, here it is. If you have to do it every day, every hour, every week, He doesn't care. He just is excited that you're preparing your heart. And you know what? That phrase here that it says, if it pleases the king, you know what, you'll, you'll get a yes. But when, when we have sin in our world, which is just dragging behind us and we're not prepared to deal with it, well, what is that? Where, where is, you're going before a king. We're not going before just someone. We're going before a king and we've, we've, we have chosen not to deal with this stuff. Uh, I'm sharing this this morning because I just see too many people, the, the anchor of sin or the baggage of sin just keep tripping people up and keep holding people back. But if we understand the reverence of the fear of the Lord as the foundation of all knowledge, but fools just by wisdom and discipline. If we understand that, then what will God do? You know, the answer to Esther was, well, you can have basically whatever you want up to half of my kingdom. What, what, wonder what we're praying for right now. What are you praying for right now? I shared last week, I've been just praying for my family. I had to get Matt to read it out because I was a little emotional. But uh, I've been praying for my family to just, my family's all over the show. It's a beautiful family that are all over the show. But I get a message from my half-brother who I haven't spoken to for something like 15 or 20 years. He's like, hey, bro, I don't know why we're not talking. I don't know what's going on. But all I know is I want it back. See, God answers stuff. You know, God answers stuff. But we've got to come to a place that we're, pre we're preparing ourselves to come before a king. You know, every day, I don't know how you, you start your day. I don't know how you prepare yourself. I prepare myself with coffee. <laughs> it's not probably the best way to prepare yourself. I think the stats say the best time for a coffee is about 10 o'clock. It gives you that anyway. But how do you prepare yourself? Do, do we prepare ourselves with the Word of God? Do we prepare ourselves with pray, uh, prayer? Do we prepare ourselves with praise? Do we prepare ourselves with the to-do list? Wake up. That's right. It's a bit real for some people right now. But how do we prepare our heart for the day? If it pleases the king. I love that, that God's in the preparation business. You know, who is the, who is the preparer? It's, probably, it's not really a quick question, but it's not really the correct phrase. 
But what was John the Baptist? Matthew chapter 3, verses 1 to 3. I'm not sure if I gave that to the guys. It's the magic eye thing. Look seriously and you'll find it. Um, but it says, you know, John the Baptist is there to prepare the way, to pave the way for what? For Jesus. He was there to prepare the way for the gospel, the good news. God's in the preparation business. And it says in John 14, it says, I, I, don't worry, right? this is paraphrased and remembered by me. It says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. In my house, there are many rooms. I'm going to prepare a place for you. God's in the preparation business. What does it say in Psalm 23? I prepare a feast for you in the midst of your enemies. So God's, guess what? As we prepare to go before the king, he's also preparing for us to get there. He's also in the preparation business. You know, there's many, many other uh, parables in the, in the Bible about preparation. There's the 10 bridesmaids where five of them had oil and five of them weren't prepared. The kingdom of God was, it says, is like this, where five had oil, five didn't, and then five went away to get more oil. When they came back, the bridegroom had come and gone and they missed out. Why? Because of a lack of preparation, a lack of thinking ahead and knowing what they were coming into. Um, I love it that we, we, we can be fully prepared as well. How do we become fully prepared to start our day? Well, I want to encourage you through Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 17. Uh, this, is the, this is the armor of God. Let's throw it up there. And a final word, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. But put on all God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against the evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in this heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness, for shoes put on the gospel, or put on the peace, the gospel of peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. Let's just uh, rewind just for a second. So that you'll be fully prepared. Do you know the greatest way to be fully prepared in your life is to remember the gospel? Is to remember the gospel, to be thankful for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Every day I pray that you wake up and you just say thank, thank you somewhere. Thank you, Lord, that I woke up today. Thank you that you prepared a place for me. I want to prepare my heart for you. Because I know that as we do this, God will keep ministering. Let's keep going. Um, in addition, all these hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. I don't know how you prepare yourself. I don't know where you are in your faith. I don't know what journey you're in. Uh, you, to, to me, you're probably a little bit like uh, the hundreds of young women that were brought into that place to be prepared for the King. All of them had different opportunities. They all came from different places. They all, but I want to say when we prepare ourselves before the king, 
he'll invite you into his courts. And the greatest thing about this, which is which I love, is Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 to 22. As the courts are open. As, as we, let's just read it first. We can boldly uh, enter heaven's most holy place before, because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, with prepared hearts, fully trusting him. For our guilty conscience has been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean and our bodies have been washed pure water. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome that, 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 that our preparation is accepted? It's already been accepted by Jesus that we can boldly go into God's presence this morning. We can boldly enter in. But I pray there's, there's a word there. I'm not sure if it's up on this part here, but it says with sincere hearts. With sincere hearts, I pray that we never ever take the presence of God for granted. I pray that there's, there's something in our spirit that we wake up and we go, Lord, use me today. And if it pleases the King, could you do this? Could you do this? Not coming from a place of scaredy cat, uh, fear of the Lord, but coming from a place of reverent fear of the Lord, going, man, I get to stand in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords' presence this morning, the God of the wonders, the God of miracles, the God of the heavens above. I've been listening to a book by Chuck Missler called Genesis, and I've listened to six hours of chapter, uh, sorry, of verses one and two. Six hours. And he's talking about the stars and the cosmos and the galaxies and the speed of light and all this. And I'm like, uh, I'll just try osmosis, so I'm getting it in. And, and I was just like, man, uh, the, the thing that I come away with is that, these, that the, the galaxies are huge. They're infinite. And so is God. But he still wants to have a relationship with you wants to have a relationship with me because he loves you. As the music team come up, um, we're going to finish with this. This, is, this message is not to condemn. It's to release. I pray you're feeling released. I pray you're feeling excited that you can come before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords because he loves you. He's for you. But let's not get familiar. Let's not get to a place, oh, yeah, church Sunday. Uh, yeah. Should I go? Should I not go? Ah, oh, e-group, man. Let's honor his presence. Let's honor the king. Um, you know, Psalm 95 verse 6 says this. Oh, it should come up. It says, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord of our maker. You know, there's something about just a, our posture of reverence, our posture of honoring God. You know, it says, come before the Lord and lift up holy hands to worship. Maybe that's 
Maybe that's a new level of reverence for you. Maybe this morning you might want to lift up your hands and worship. Maybe in your own time you want, might want to humble yourself and get on your knees and go before the Lord. Whatever it is, I pray there's a, a, a just a fresh revelation of, of the ability that we get to walk and talk and come before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I want to finish with Psalm 100. Verses 4 onwards. And we're going to have to change up the music, even though it's nice. It says this. A lot of us will know this if you've been in church for a while. But I wonder how we'd come be, come before the King this morning. Oh, oh, well, this is us as a church, and we get here, and, and, and we worship God, but... It says this, it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. I wonder before we leave this afternoon, and we've got two minutes to do this, I wonder if in a moment I will get everyone to stand to your feet. I wonder if we could even just shout out something that we're thankful for. Something that we're just saying, thank you, Jesus, for this. Thank you, Jesus, for your own salvation. Just something that there's thanksgiving for. And then, then we enter, we go into his gates. We go into, we go through the gates, and then it says, go into his courts with praise. I wonder if as we as we go into the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords holy place this morning, I wonder as we finish the service, we could go in with thankfulness, but we could go in with praise. Thank you for listening to this message recorded at Equipus Church Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com.